If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I'm Rose Kranz Vic, and I just hopped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I can see you scared of that, but oh, I know. You say you wanna get sexual, with my eyes on. Baby, we can make a movie that's gonna fire. All right, so we got my boy, Rose Kranz Vic, jumping off the porch with us yeah. today. What up, bro? What up? Man, I'm feeling great. I bet so, man. I'm feeling great. I love Atlanta, man. I just got a combo meal with um, glazed uh, holes for like $7 at Crystal's. <laughs> I was like, that's so cheap. And I got a coffee with it. I was like, yo, I'll never get some shit like this back home. <laughs> Probably running close to like a dub, right? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was so happy. It put me in a great mood. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been working on since you've been in the city? What else you got planned for the rest of the weekend? Too? Man, uh, all right, so I'm here with, with my artist, 22 g Fay. Uh, assign him to OTR couple years ago uh, he's been going up so I just want to bring him around here you know what I'm saying like introduce him to to Atlanta I feel like his sound like people in Atlanta and the south would really appreciate it you know so I was like man I got to make my rounds come up to DGB um, just networking shit um, definitely had to stop by off the porch you yeah. know what I'm saying so you already know yeah you know when you hit me about uh, yeah. GFA I was like Shit, you want to do an interview while yeah. you're here? Like, yeah, exactly. Make, it makes sense. I haven't done, I don't do many interviews, like you said. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not really my thing to be on this side of the camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, to just, you know, but. Yeah, but cool. I'm hoping you can come here, bring some inspiration to people. Most definitely. Because I always feel like, you know, everyone's story is very unique. Yeah. And also, you know, with us, what, I'm, I'm behind the camera. You're in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, doing the other side of the music business, like, yeah. you could definitely kind of get, share some gems for some people uh, during this interview, too. But. Nah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's take it back, man. So, you from L.A., right? Yeah. Born and yep. raised? Born and raised. Born in Inglewood, California. Raised in Lenox, California, right by the airport. Um, then I moved to another city, like, more suburban, called Bellflower. 562 area closer to like Long Beach and Compton um, and yeah and then kind of bounced around but just like always stayed along Rosecrans Rosecrans Avenue it'll take you from the beach to the worst parts of LA to the nicest parts of LA like all just drive down that street 27 miles you'll see all of all of LA has to offer I got you man yeah, yeah. so like what, what would you say you was into as a kid? Were you always into like music? Was Man. you always trying to get your foot in the industry, or you know, it's funny. were you hooping? <laughs> yeah, so I, I love like sports was like my first love, baseball in particular. Okay. Um, and I really wanted to be like a sports center anchor. Like my first first dream when I like like I was like, all right, yeah, I'm obviously not going to be a pro baller, like pro baseballer. I'm like, I want to be like a sports center anchor. Um, but I was always into music. Like ever since I stole my cousin's uh, Marshall Mathers LP. CD and I started playing it on my Walkman. Nobody else could tell me shit. I was like seven years old. I'm like listening to shit I should not be listening to at that age. <laughs> and I, I love music, fell in love with it. Um, my parents are super young, so they always had me around, you know, playing Dr. Dre, Snoop, Nate Dogg, you know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was natural to me. That's literally what I grew up on. Um, and then I got a little older. I had a, my best friend was a DJ. He was a DJ for like a local artist that had some success in LA. And I would always be like his plus one. Okay. You know, like that was my dog. And like, he was DJing in high school and shit. And I was literally just his plus one. I just like, I just like music. I had no aspirations of being in it at all. And then um, 
time goes by, like I was around like a lot of random shit. Like I remember meeting like Tyga, Kid Cudi, all these people super early, just as like a plus one, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, you know, time goes by, he stops really DJing. And then I was like, man, I want to do like a radio show or, or something. I want to do like, I want to get involved and, and see what I can do. Take like what I want to do with like the sports center shit. I'm like sports getting into that. If you're not an ex-athlete is like really hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I kind of ma made that realization. I was like, all right, let me, let me get into music. There's like less barriers of entry. You know what I'm saying? You don't really need anything to start. You just got to be passionate mm -hmm. and give a fuck. So I was like, <laughs> all right, let me do that. And so I started a college radio show at Long Beach City College and I sucked, you know what I'm saying? I was <laughs> terrible, so terrible at it, but I was like, let me, let me get better at this, you know? So um, when doing that, I was like, man, I, I, I want to express myself, but I don't know how, let me write some stuff down. So I started writing a bunch of stuff down in preparation for the show. And then I was like, I crumple it up and throw it away after. And I'm like, where is this going? Like, why don't I just put this up online or something, right? And I was like a big follower of the blog era. Okay. You know, Two Dope Boys, um, Not Right, like just all that shit. Like I was an avid reader all the time. And at the time I was really inspired by this blog. It was a fashion blog called Four Pins. I don't know if you remember that. It was like mm -hmm. on the Complex Network. Okay. And the way they, they wrote about fashion and like pieces, but they did it in a very like satirical way. Like this jacket reminds me of the time my grandma stole from me. Like, and you're just like reading it and it's like, it has nothing to do with the piece, but it's entertaining, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of took that approach to music at first where like this song reminds me of the time this girl wouldn't text me back, da da da, whatever, like just insert random story about my life. And um, so I started doing that with the blog, rosecransav.com, mm -hmm. and nobody really cared for like three years. Like it was just me <laughs> teaching myself how to write, doing my thing, um, trying to get like some exposure, but I'm working like a corporate job. Um, nobody really gave a fuck about anything I did until um, I had a radio show at Dash Radio, online radio station in LA. Um, I had Rosecrans Radio, it was me and Cypress Moreno. And then I connected with the homie Jeff Weiss and I interviewed him, it went great. And then after he's like, hey, you wanna do like a, like a live show, like a collab show? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we ended up doing a collab show in August of 2017, where we booked O3 Greedo, Frosty the Snowman, oh, wow. Desto Dub, Ralphie the Plug, um, this, this dude named Natia, like, and Cypress was DJing. And so we, it was a Monday night in August, and we packed the whole shit out. Mm. And the next day, Greedo ends up on the fader for his song with P&B Rock, beat that thing down. And then like LA underground scene was just like off to the races. Like people started to really give a fuck. Next month, Shoreline starts bubbling. I hear about them. I interview them. I have them on my radio show. And then I book them for a show to benefit Hurricane Harvey. It was like a tiny, tiny show, like 100 people capacity at Los Globos, the tiny room. And then people started giving a fuck. Like, man, this guy's booking the right artists at the right time, interviewing them. And then it was just like, you know, a snowball effect. Then Draco comes home a month later and then he starts collabing with everybody. And I'm in the midst of everything. I'm the only like LA blogger really in the mix of this shit, right? Like covering it, pulling up to sessions, being a part of the culture. 
and it was natural. It was like I was already in there. You know what I'm saying? It's like um, building relationships with every with everybody, booking their first interview shows, everything I could do to help. And then it's just like the the spotlight just kind of turned on LA, and and people started to really care about my opinion, things I did, who I booked, who I didn't. And then me and Jeff, we uh, clicked back up, and we started a concert series called Don't Come to LA. Okay, yeah. And when we started that, another like shift happened where it was just like, man, we created like some real dope LA rap shit. Like it was like one of the only places that you can go and do some LA rap shit. <laughs> Network, watch some shit. Like the thing about LA culture, especially at that time, it was like 2016, 2017, it's like clubs, Hollywood, popping bottles. This was nothing like that. <laughs> it was a dingy bar in downtown LA, Arts District, and we would have you know artists pull up if they weren't even performing. We had Dom Kennedy pull up, we had J305 pull up, we had Skrillex pull up oh, to wow. one of our shows in the crowd, just chilling. <laughs> like I was like, I met him, he introduced himself as Sonny, and I'm like, you're not Sonny, bro, you're Skrillex, like what are you talking about? <laughs> so it's like, shit like that, it, 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 um, it really like shifted and, and moved culture you know, in LA, and we, we booked all the, right artists at the right time, right? Like, we had booked G Preco super early. Um, we booked, uh, I think he ended up bringing out OMB PZ during his set. Like, everything just kind of fell in line, right? Like, we, we had uh, Freddie Gibbs as a special guest one day, just popped out, performed unannounced, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just really like a, a real hub for shit. And um, we booked Blueface for $900. Nine hundred dollars. I, I sent him the the Zelle or the PayPal or something like that. Um, booked Kaylin for real, for real, um, for free. I have a funny story about Kaylin. To the first, the first uh, don't come to LA. I tell him this all the time. He actually snuck into the show. <laughs> really? He walked right past me when I was like charging people at the door. He walked right past me and I was like. All right, that's Kaylin. But he wasn't like Kaylin. Like I just knew he was an artist. Yeah. And I'm like. Why am I going to, you know, make a whole scene for like 10? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dollars, you know what I'm saying? But I w ended up telling him that story and he's like, yo, my bad, bro. I, I got them $10 if you need them. <laughs> so he's like, that was wrong with me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good, brother. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, we, we just had a lot of dope moments like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, we had Shoreline pop out at one, a special guest. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was just, it was just like, a, like a hub. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we did that. Um, and, and yeah, like that was just... People really were like in tune with what I was doing after that. Yeah, because I feel like at that time there wasn't too many outlets in LA that yeah. were covering like the, the upcoming scene like that. Exactly, exactly. And and there was like, I noticed that there was such a large gap between the artists that get played on radio mm -hmm. and the artists that like are played in people's cars. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it was like there was like Kid Ink, Tyga at the time, obviously YG, and they were all on the radio. And that was cool, but there was like this whole underbelly of RJ, AD, Draco, you know, Stink Team, O3 Girdle came later. It was like, who's covering that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, it'll be me then. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, because I always looked at you guys like, 
uh, it was almost like the DGB of the West Coast. Yeah. To where you guys were on these artists first. And I remember discovering like Greedo yeah. off of your shit too, man. Just yeah. Like, Damn, no, it was, bro, it was, it's hard as shit. Yeah, it was a lot of like right place, right time, you know, for me. And, and then also, um, you know, moving in, in, a, in a way like intentionally without like being clout chasey and ruining relationships. It's like, that's what I always held my hat high on. It's like, I'm not about to exploit any of these artists. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a lot of real shit. Like, it was like, there was a period of time where I, inter- like, I interviewed artists, two months later they get locked up. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was like, man, is the LAPD watching my interviews? Like, <laughs> even though I wouldn't ask them no invasive shit, that's been my thing since the very beginning. Like, I don't want you to record none of your crimes on my cameras. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, none of that shit. I don't want to be liable because I actually, I attended um, a couple of Draco um, court hearings. Like I was, I was in the courtroom, and I was, I was sitting in the back just watching, observing, and they were bringing up YouTube clips oh, wow. of his interviews, and I was like, "Yo, this shit is real." Like, mind you, this is like 2018, so it's like before the thug and mm. you know all the Rico shit that they're like doing now. I was like mind blown because I'm like, they're really using, you know, Facebook posts. Twitter posts, YouTube clips of interviews and saying, this is why he did this, this is when he did that, this is in creating a whole timeline. And I was like sick to my stomach. I'm like, Yo, I don't want to contribute to none of this shit. I contemplated quitting. Cause oh, I'm really? like, yeah, yeah, because I'm just like, bro, like I'm interviewing these artists I'm a big fan of. And then I essentially helped give them a platform for the LAPD to come in and be like, yeah, you're going away for time. I know I didn't directly like you know, attribute anything like, you know, contribute to that. But it's also like, am I a part of like their YouTube algorithm where there's like, all right, who do we pick on next? And, and I felt that way for a little while, you know, it might've just been like my paranoia or whatever, but it wasn't a good feeling, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm growing relationships with these artists and then all of a sudden they got to go away, sit down, be away from their family for months and years, you know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I, I salute you for even doing yeah. shit like that. Cause uh, even with us, I, I've taken some of our interviews and I asked artists like, we're taking this part out. Yeah. Because it's like, you should not you have said to. that. Yeah. There's even been one time where we sent the interview to his attorney to watch it first. Yeah. And he just replies back with like face palms. He's like, bro, that's an open case. I was like, well, I didn't know that. He yeah. Didn't. He obviously knew that, but he's sitting here talking about it openly. So exactly. it's like, we scrapped the whole interview. Like, it's not yeah. worth it at the end of the and, day. And that's, that's the difference between, you know, your guys' platform and, and why you guys are winning in, in that aspect and have the respect of artists and other ones that are just like exploitative. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So salute. Yeah, I think that's probably the, my biggest like pet peeve with the online journalism, yeah. whatever you want to call it with yeah. YouTubers today. It's like they go for the most clickbait shit they can. Yeah. It's like they go for the most controversial shit. They don't even ask you about your music anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just want to know about when you got arrested, when you got yeah. shot. And it's just like, come on, like, exactly. can we get back to the art of this Real shit. Real shit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then you started your own interview series, right? Or did that come? Yeah. Afterwards? So with with the uh, Rosecrans Radio, I was doing like the online radio show for a while, um, and that that was with with Cypress. And then Cypress ended up going on tour with Shoreline. Um, my video guy ended up going on tour with Shoreline. So it was like <laughs> Shoreline was like I always say Shoreline was the best and worst thing that happened to my radio show <laughs> because it it like made it pop in, but it took away my staff right yeah. at the time. Um, which, you know, looking back, like, it, it was fine. Nobody's probably listening to that shit anyway. But, um, <laughs> but like, at the same time, uh, yeah, so I did that. And then I ended up um, 
spinning it into a podcast because this is around the time where it's like SoundCloud started taking episodes down if it had like original music. Yeah. They started like really mm -hmm. cracking down. So I'm like, okay, let me take out all the music from, from this and just turn it into a podcast. Um, and that's when I, you know, started interviewing artists, um, you know, during the episodes and, and stuff like that. Then I stopped Rosecrans Radio and I think at the end of 2019, I want to say. Um, and then I was just like, you know what, let me just take a step back. I want to do something different. I didn't feel like it was going in the right direction. I was like elevating. So I just kind of like, you know, freelanced a little bit, did, did a couple other things. And, and then Adam called for No Jumper. Mm -hmm. That's when he hit me up and he was just like, hey, I want to do something. I think this was like early 2020, before the pandemic started. And he was like, hey, um, I, want, I want to start bringing in more like creators into this. I don't want No Jumper to just be me anymore. Like, you know, I want to have people like you on camera, have your own show and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> then the pandemic happens. So, you know, I don't hear from him about it for a couple months. And then like in August, he hits me up again, like, hey, you still want to do that show? And then I was just like, yeah. Um, he's like, all right, well, you know, just let me know what you're thinking, get back to me. So I hit up the homegirl Gina Views, I hit up the homie Gabe C. Uh, we do a photo shoot, come up with the logo, everything in like three days, I turn it into him. I'm like, this is my show, this is a cast, this is our photo shoot, like when do we start? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this is the pay I need, all that shit, whatever. And so, um, so we start Mad Lately at No Jumper on October like 7th, I think, of 2020. And then, you know, we go on for like 39 episodes. Um, didn't have great success, but we did a lot of dope shit. Like, mm -hmm. we interviewed Draco on there. Um, we brought like the Blue Face, the Blue Girls Club, you know, cast at the time, like little shit. Like, we, we did a lot of dope shit with that. Um, it just, I feel like we didn't fit our audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? didn't really fit the No Jumper audience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we, we, didn't, we didn't try to get into no messy shit. Like, we weren't trying to incriminate nobody. It, was, uh, it wasn't, like, super raunchy. You know what I'm saying? It was just, like, and I guess that's what the fans wanted. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's, that's how they built our platform. You know what I'm saying? So we were going against the grain. We are trying to be on some complex roundtable shit. You know, looking back, I'm just like, yeah, it didn't work. Um, you know, so we did that until like June 2021. Yeah, we got canceled like right around my birthday. I remember that. And then before that, though, I started Brown Bag Podcast. Okay. A couple of weeks before, I was just like, I should do some different shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to get canceled, but I was just like, you know, this is a whole different vibe. You know, we're going to talk about our families. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> and we start Brown Bag. Yeah. How, how did that all start? Was that just a conversation amongst you three? Like, yeah. hey, let's just do a podcast? Or no, it's, was it, it a real idea and you had to pitch it to them? Or? No, it, it's a funny story. It's, um, so I met Duno in like 2019, at the end of 2019. Super young kid. Um, and I was at an event, at a Red Bull event, and he walked up to me and he was just like, hey, bro, like, big fan of your work, all this stuff. And I was just like, what? I'm like, oh, I've seen you on Twitter before. Like, I had just seen his video circulating on Twitter. And I was just like, yeah, like, I'm a fan of you too, bro. Like, you know, keep doing your thing. We connected. Um, but the crazy part is earlier in the day, there was like a, a Red Bull dinner for like, you know, Latino influencers or something, right? And I got invited. 
And at that dinner, I met Letty. And she was like, hey, I'm a big fan of what you're doing for the city, da da da. And I was like, what? Like, cause this is somebody like I listened to on the radio before mm -hmm. and had a lot of respect for, listened to her on podcasts and all this stuff. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. Same day, same exact day, 2019, like November-ish. And um, so time goes by, pandemic happens, all that. I'm still getting like, you know, um, real close with, with Duno. He's in like the inner circle because my business partner at the time was was mad. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Managing him. So, you know, that was like he was he was in house, you know, mm -hmm. essentially he was gang. And um, and then I think 2021, early, early 2021, Letty hits me up and it's just like, hey, um, I want to do an interview with you. I'm doing an interview series where I'm interviewing 100 people and I want you to be one of them. And I'm like, cool. I pull up to the, the studio. We do an interview. It goes pretty good. And then maybe like a week or two passes by. And then she's like, hey, sorry, I lost the footage. <laughs> and what was, happens, unfortunately. Yeah, and I was like, damn, for real? She's like, yeah, like, I'm so, so sorry. Would you be down to come back and shoot another interview? And I was like, yeah, sure, that's cool, you know. I'll go. So I go back there. The second one goes even better. It was just like chemistry was there, like, really entertaining. I had a lot of fun doing it. And then at the end, I literally throw out a joke, like, man, we should just start a podcast at this point. <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, let's start a podcast, da, 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 like. And then, so maybe like two weeks goes by, and then she calls me and she's like, hey, like, were you serious about what you said about the podcast thing? And I was just like, yeah, I wasn't, but like, I, you know, but I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. entertain this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course, like, we should totally do it, you know? Because mind you, like, let these, like, up here, I'm still, like, trying to, trying to get here. I've never been on radio. I've, you know, just still building my career. And um, so I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, and then so she's like, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's do some pilots and stuff. Like, let's, let's try to work on it. So, and then we start recording a couple of pilot episodes. We even put one out. There's one on YouTube. Like, you could go watch it right now. Hmm. Just let the Invic unnamed podcast. And oh, we're, we're trying to get it named. We're, we're sitting there like, you know, somebody help us name our podcast. And then Duno calls and he's like, how could you do this without me? Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad and jealous. Like, he was just like, what? Like, how are you just going to do this podcast without me? And we're like, uh, so me, me and Letty have a conversation. Like, you want to let him in to do the podcast? Like with us and then we're like uh well maybe as a special guest sometimes i don't know because at the time he's traveling like he had went viral um after that um domestic violence video okay right? yeah. domestic violence all oh, the home real abusive <laughs> so he had like a huge fan base you know in the midst of, of me knowing him like i meet him 2019 he's like like popular internet personality in la then he goes like kind of nationwide viral with that so he's getting booked for clubs. You know, the, the, the shit that happens when you first go viral is like you just start seeing them everywhere. Like, what are you doing in Denver, bro? Like, you know, he's <laughs> fucking at a club hosting, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he's doing all that stuff. And I'm like, we're like, well, this requires us to be in LA once a week and committed, you know what I'm saying? So I knew I wasn't going anywhere. She wasn't going anywhere. So we're like, if you commit to this, we can't have you just going in and out. You know what I'm saying? You need to like be here when we record. And then so, 
he was like, no, no, I got you. It's like, trust me, I'm on this. And then mind you, he's also like 20 years old or 19 at this time. So we're just like, are you really going to take it seriously? You know what I'm saying? Um, but to his credit, like he's usually the first one that shows up. Like he's on time, punctual, everything. Like he doesn't miss episodes. He, he schedules his whole like things around the brown bag, you know, for the most part. So, so yeah, so we ended up shooting a couple pilots with me doing on Letty and they go pretty well. And then we finally put out an episode in June of 2021 and it, it goes pretty well. And then two, three episodes go by. And then we were like, damn, like this really, like this is outperforming my other podcast <laughs> by a long shot and then also just the interaction was crazy like people mm -hmm. really gave a fuck people were really relating to what we were saying and like we kind of just realized after a couple months we created a community you know what i'm saying you could tell the comments people were just all tuned in and stuff and we we're like wow we're onto something here yeah how much is the podcast is scripted and how much of it is it just improv basically it's all improv like yeah. we we have you know like like a prep sheet that, you know, we, we throw stories in as well, what we want to talk about, you know, but a lot of times it's even like, there'll be like some, some backdoorness of like, hey, let's not tell Vic, but we're going to ask him about this. Like, <laughs> oh, so really? it'll catch me on camera. I mean, we do, you know, the same thing, like to, to do or to let the like cat, catch people off guard and ask a question that they didn't, you didn't think that they would ask. And it's like, the cameras are rolling now. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So. No, it's just we have, a, we have a really good chemistry um, and we, we trust each other and, you know, we trust our editor. Thank God. Thank God for our editor. Because <laughs> you have you out here looking really good or really bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so how does the situation with Power 106 come about? So with, the, with Power 106, um, they had, I think it was like a couple months after we started the podcast, they, they hit up Letty, and she had worked at Power previously. So mm -hmm. they're like, "Hey, like, you know what? We we're looking for a, a new morning show host. Uh, would you be interested?" And so, you know, she she got hired, and she had asked us like if we were interested, but it was more of a, "Do you guys want to try out to see like if, if it'll work or if if you want to be at Power?" very much like a prove yourself kind of thing and i think i was out of town at the time so only duno ended up going to audition but i was still kind of like bullish at the time about it because i i wasn't sure like about radio and i knew i didn't want to like go into radio with no leverage you know what i'm saying like because i've seen people like that are like amazing and then they go to radio or somewhere and they just get like buried you know what I'm saying? It's like they put you on the like night night shift and, you know, you're there for years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'd rather just go with leverage. That's kind of always been my whole thing. It's like, I'll just wait. I'll just work harder and come back, <laughs> you know, and like have some leverage and shit. Like, I don't really like to uh, to like beg for opportunities or anything like that. Or so I was like, I'm not sure. And then, you know, let the end up taking the job. She ended up doing doing her thing. She was, um, she had her own morning show for a while. Um, and then I guess it just didn't work out, you know, with, with the ratings and stuff, but they're like, but, but you let the, like, we, we love you, you know, what are you thinking? And, you know, so they were like, hey, what's, what's up with this brown bag podcast that you're doing? And at the time we had just finished, uh, we had just come off of selling out the Novo. Mm -hmm. 
okay. for a, a brown bag live show. And that was like, I don't know, like 13, 1400 tickets, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a big deal. Absolutely, yeah. In LA, so they, they took notice. They're like, what do you think about this, this brown bag bringing them to the morning show? And so when she asked us, it was like more of a partnership instead of like, hey, do you guys want to try out? It's like, mm -hmm. do you guys want to do it and partner with them or not? And I'm like, oh, okay, now we're talking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like now I could decide my salary Now I could, you know, it's like just go in there without like, you know, trying to like scrape and claw for, for what you want. You know what I'm saying? So the, the conversation sounded a lot better. They were really enthusiastic about us too, you know? So um, we went to do one trial episode and it was like on a Saturday morning and, and people like really reacted really good to it. Mm. And they're like, do you want to do another Saturday episode? And we're like, no, like just hire us or don't. <laughs> like, it's like, you saw what we could do. Now offer us a job. Like I'm not going to keep going every Saturday. Like, come on, like this feels good. Like let's, let's make it happen, you know? Yeah. So we ended up doing it. And um, I think we started February 16th. Yeah, it was February 16th of this year and um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Like, it's been new. It's waking up early. It's, it's difficult still. Because yeah, what time do you guys go on the air? It's super We, we early, go right? on at 6 a.m. So, you know, <laughs> you got to prep. You got to do everything. So get to the station, you know, before 5.30 or so. I live pretty close by, so I'm, I'm lucky. But it's tough. But, I mean, thank, thankfully, like, um, we've been, last three months, we've been, like, top three in the ratings in okay. morning shows for 18 and 34 of like all of LA. Oh, so wow. like beating out like Big Boy, beating out Ryan Seacrest, beating out the legendary Spanish stations like the Quebuena and stuff. It was like, whoa, hmm. like we're still super new and, and we're putting up numbers, you know, so, so it's a blessing. Now, did they try and change the show in any way or did you guys still have like uh, creative control and freedom no, yeah. to do what y'all want to do yeah i mean that's the funny part like we we came in with like with so much leverage and then also they wanted us to be us you know so they were like we're throwing away our old formats where it used to be like talk a little bit play you know five songs talk a little bit play five songs like with us we literally are talk 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 play two songs <laughs> talk 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 so if you listen to our morning show, you're not going to hear much music. It's really going to be us. Yeah. And, and they've given, given us a lot of creative control in terms of like our guests, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and we're just like blessed. Like we're, we're able to bring in like... Did you have Smokey Robinson on there? Yeah, Smokey Robinson. That's insane. That was, that's like what, top interview. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. Moment ever, damn near. <laughs> but we've also been able to bring in like people that we really fuck with. You know, O3 Greedo. We had his first interview out of jail. Okay. You know, uh, we brought up, we brought in Hip Boy um, early on. Uh, OGZ. You know, it's just a lot of people that we fuck with that we've gotten like we have our own relationships with. It's like now that we're here, it makes sense. Like to bring them on board, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we even did this thing last month where we uh, 
we were giving foods their flowers. So we we're bringing on just like random people from the culture. Like we brought in Hector from Fast and the Furious. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what's up with this dude? Like, you know, he don't really do many interviews and we just thought it would be funny and he was, he was entertaining. Um, we brought in the guys from Foods Gone Wild, you know what I'm oh, saying? Really? Like to do an interview, um, stuff like that. We, we even brought in, um, we did a phone call with, with Spanto like two weeks before he passed oh, from wow. Born and Raised. Uh, R.I.P. Spanto. We we had him on because he did the the Nike collab with the, the um, Nike SBs, and he gave away a bunch of them to Venice High School. I believe it's his alma mater. So we're like, that's a dope story. Mm-hmm. Like we should bring him on. We we had him call in. Shout out to my homegirl Yelene for connecting the dots. And it was like a dope moment. And then two weeks later, he passes away. Oh wow! I was like, whoa, that was that was a trip. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in terms of the show, like. We kind of changed it ourselves on accident when Duno left, you know what I'm saying? So, like, Duno not being on the morning show definitely changed the dynamic of it. Um, I think he was only there till, like, May. So he did, like, two, three months. And so the show's really changed ever since because Duno's such a, like, dominant force. His voice, his personality. Um, with him leaving, it, it's definitely created more opportunity for me to be on the show. Um, our producer, Maximo. Uh, the homegirl Angie, Irene, like we're all just more, more prominent, you know, in the show, and Letty, you know, doing her thing and playing like point guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, why did uh, Duno leave the show? He didn't. He didn't love it. Hmm. It's like like the easiest way to like put it is like, he tried it, and he genuinely didn't love it. Waking up early, the preparation it takes. Duno's really a, a free spirit. You know what I'm saying? To where he loves to be outside, outdoors. He doesn't want to be in, closed in a room for a while. Um, and he has a lot, a lot of other dreams. Like he kept saying like, man, this is like your guys' dream, not mine. And him being Gen Z, it's like, it makes sense. Like radio is not like a big thing yeah, that's very true. for him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, he's doing his YouTube thing and he grew up watching other YouTubers, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and he wants to be in movies and do stand up. Now he's, he's, uh, he's doing a lot of stand-up, you know, and it's like, that's late night shit. You can't do that if you have morning radio at four in the morning, you know what I'm saying? So credit to him, he's, he's done what he said he was gonna do in terms of like taking his comedy and acting more serious, you know, in, in a effort to like leave the show, to just not bullshit, to kind of like not leave in vain, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Cause it's like, you just leave just to like, be on YouTube and kick it with your homies that's like kind of fucked up yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying but like he's like doing the comedy thing and and he's uh, been acting in, in movies and short films and shit like that so you know he's on his way for yeah. sure and, and that's what he wants to do you know so yeah, yeah. so no bad blood or anything like no, that. no 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 yeah. of course not yes yeah, that's, that's my little brother like you know he's he's uh, he's he's gonna be huge like as, as big as he is now like if he continues because he's a really really hard worker you know, that's what people don't get. And there, there's like a thing that I'll just address is like, people say like our joke to where, if people ask us like, why did Duno leave is like, he didn't want to wake up. It's too early or whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just like a funny thing because we have to dispel like the awkwardness. Cause yeah. it, it is, it's like, oh, well you guys started together and now only you two do the show. Why doesn't he want to do it? And it's like, anytime people ask like, oh, where's Duno at? We're just like, he's asleep. <laughs> and it's all in fun because we'll tell them like bro, we, this is what we tell people and it's just a way to like keep it like yeah like keep it pushing like there's no 
bad blood here if you want to like uh you know start some shit like we're, we're close as ever you know what i'm saying so Understood. So yeah, we'll just the, the short answer is he don't want to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. Um, so what's your reaction when Spotify reaches out and they name you guys? What was it called? The Radar Program? Part of the Radar Program? Yeah, part of the Radar Program. So um, the interesting thing with Spotify is that we had been in, in communication with them for a long time, like all of 2022. It felt like they were reaching out. And, you know, they were trying to, as they did with, with the Joe Budden podcast and Joe Rogan, like, they're trying to, like, license podcasts exclusively, mm -hmm. right? So they were trying to get us to, um, to sign with them exclusively for, like, a two-year deal. And they offered us a lot of money. And we had to say no because they wanted us to be exclusively on their platform. They didn't want us on YouTube at all, not even clips. And it was just like the, the terms of the deal, just it was too restricting, you know what I'm saying? We felt like we would lose a large majority of our audience. And it's beneficial to, to Spotify because they're like, okay, we're gonna, whoever comes to their, to Spotify comes, but it's like, yo, this is like our livelihood, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, we'll get that money up front, but what about the back end? Like we just, people stop watching us, people don't translate, people only saw us on YouTube, now they don't wanna go to Spotify, shit like that, so we, had to make the tough decision of, of saying no. I was sick, bro. I was sick for like three days. Like, you know when you think you're gonna get a bag and you don't get it, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> you're already counting it, doing shit you wanted to do. Like in your mind, you're just like, yeah, I'll probably just get this. It's like, I'll get a rolly, but I won't get like a like a big one. Like it'll just be like the <laughs> like the the what is it like the smaller one? And I'm just like, yeah, maybe like the 38 mm. Like <laughs> it's just like a bunch of shit. You start like like kind of you know visualizing, contemplating. And we had to say no because it just didn't really make sense, you yeah. know. I think we turned them down like around this time last year. So, you know, I was like, man, Christmas about to be lit, like all this shit. Like it, it didn't work out that way. But you know, thankfully the, um, you know, what's it called? Uh, we we kept it in good standing with them, you know, because um, a couple months goes by, and you know they didn't want to. Uh, since we had already rejected the the exclusive licensing deal, they. Um, they were like, they started a new program called Radar, um, Radar for Podcasters, and essentially it's just kind of like promoting us, um, you know, they only selected like five podcasts in the U.S. and mm -hmm. we were one of them, and they were just like empowering creators and, and, and promoting us, you know, and they, they didn't want any like exclusivity with that. It was a lot more just like um, promotion and, and partnering with us and empowering us, so I was like, man, that's that's love because they could have chosen any podcast yeah and we already said no to like their humongous <laughs> offer of money so it's like i thought they were gonna not fuck with us anymore but to their credit you know they they've been hella cool over there carol joyce everybody over there um they they showed a lot of love so um they flew us out to london you know what i'm saying like that was dope, gave y'all the billboard in times square exactly exactly can't be mad at that no no way you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah shout out to that shout out to spotify yeah, now nah, congrats on that, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so where, where do you see Brown Bag going, like, in the next couple of years? Man? It seems like it just, it's got a lot of traction right now. Yeah, I mean, so, like, now the, the way we kind of have, like, Brown Bag, like, the way we see it is, is more of, like, a, like, Brown Bag is an umbrella, like, just, just the, the brand, right? And then it's, like, under that, it's, like, the podcast aspect of it and the morning show. You know, the morning show, like, since we're already, like, pretty top rated in L.A., especially with like the younger audience, 
you know, I see us just continuing to dominate in, in LA because we're only getting better. I'm, I'm so new to the radio shit. Like, I'm just learning every day, getting better at my craft. So I really see us going on a run of years, you yeah. know what I'm saying, as far as the morning show. Because I really love it. Like, you have to love radio. That's what I realized. Like, you can't kind of like radio <laughs> because it's every day. It's you're only as good as your last break. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you were funny in the 6 o'clock hour, but 7 o'clock, none of your It's like a whole different it. audience during that hour, too. That, too. You know what I'm saying? You think that a segment's going to go well. It doesn't. Now you got to redeem yourself in the next hour. You know, just shit like that. It's like, you got to really love it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I see the, the morning show, you know, going further and further and further, um, uh, becoming like, you know, just like a the morning show of this generation in LA. You know what I'm saying? I honestly believe that. And that's what we strive for every day. And then the podcasts, like, I feel like we're in like a, a funny place with the podcast because um, like we're gonna tour next year, you know, to different cities. I wanna go to like Texas and Arizona and you know, New York and stuff like that. Like we had already been planning it this year, but it was, it was too much with the radio show being new and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So we have plans on touring next year, um, doing more things like that. But also it's like, and then what? You know what I'm saying? Because like, shout out to all. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. All the podcasts that came before us, like, you know, Joe Budden, Rory Mall, um, you know, all those podcasts that we, we look up to, it's like you, you tour, like you do a successful podcast and you tour, and then you go back and then you tour again. It's like, there's, I'm trying to figure out what that next step is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause like, we're gonna do the tour thing, but it's like looking ahead to like what's after that. Um, and to me, I don't know. I mean, if, I, if I'm being dead ass serious and manifesting shit, like I wanna do some like TV type shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, to where we take the, the podcast and, and move it up to like a higher level of production and, and do a more uh, like, TV style show, you know what I'm saying? I think we can accomplish that and, and successfully transition into into that space. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially with all these streaming platforms, I could see someone yeah. like a Netflix, exactly, you know, bringing you guys over there for exactly. something like that. Yeah, too. so that that's that's what we're trying to aim for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about your role with uh, OTR Records. OTR Records, baby. This just makes me feel like a rapper. Um, <laughs> man, OTR, shout out my guy Soul. Um, my guy Soul, he, he runs uh, OTR, the owner over there. And I started with them. So I was doing a lot of PR. You know, um, while I was writing, I realized, like, I was, I was writing for different publications, like The Fader and stuff like that, and LA Taco, and just realizing, like, man, this is fun, and I love it. I have a passion for it, but she don't make no money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, and so. people don't read anymore anyway. Yeah, so it, it was tough. So I started doing PR because I'm like, oh, the people sending me the emails are getting pay, paid way more than me who takes <laughs> days to write my shit, right? So I'm like, hold on, I could do that too. So I started doing PR, um, independent artists and stuff, and then um, what's it called? Uh, shout out to Swifty Blue. Uh, he actually 
connected us with OTR and saying like, yo, I want you guys to do my PR, but you know, you gotta meet my, my boy Soul. And I had met Soul previously through my boy Cypress Moreno. So um, ended up linking up with him and he's like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna hire you, me and, and Cali at the time. Um, and so we started working with OTR, with their artists, um, doing like their marketing and, and publicity and stuff. And it's like a very small label at the time. Literally the staff was just me, Cali, and Soul, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like very early on, but you know, Soul had, had, he had a budget. So it was like, okay, cool. Nothing was like getting shortchanged or it's like, there was nothing that we really couldn't do if we just, if it made sense, you know what I'm saying? So that, that always feels good working with, with a company like that. So we started doing that, just, you know, bumps along the road, you know, investing in projects that we thought would, would make a lot of money and ended up, you know, falling flat and stuff like that. Um, you know, but fast forward to like 2021, I find um, I had been in contact with 22G Fay for a while. I, I believed in his music and stuff, and and I was like, hey, like I think we should sign this kid. You know, he's he's 19 years old, like super hungry, super dope, and so that was like my first signing. That even though I wasn't like technically, I mean, it's, when it's a small company, everybody does everything, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like I'm not the A and R, but we're all we're small enough to where I advocated for him and, and signed him like an A&R would and so we signed him and um, you know we've been going along with him we have Pac-Man the Gunman going strong uh, we parted ways with Swifty Blue you know there was a lot of just controversy and, and stuff that um, we didn't feel we didn't really feel like met and uh, fit our brand you know what I'm saying so we, um, we mutually parted ways with, with him and then Cali, uh, we also parted ways with him, my ex-business partner, um, started like, started like scamming people and shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's the music industry. Yeah, yeah he, he became like, you know, those, those uh, let's say like, I hope we never become them, you know, type of shit, like people that are just like scummy scammers and, and shit like that. And I, I started out, with, I was working with Cali for like, shit, like since 2016, 17, oh, wow. you know what I'm saying? So like, going back that far and you know everything was good until people start calling me and being like hey like what's up with your boy Cali like he owes me money and I'm like what are you talking about you know like well he said that he had an investment with OTR and give him some money and he'll flip it and turn it around give it to me this many months or whatever start doing that shit you oh, know wow. and um it was super disappointing bro because outside of him being my business partner he was my best friend hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but then there's like, you know, a certain point where you're just like, man, my morals and this guy's morals aren't aligning. You know what I'm saying? And, and you're making me look crazy out here. I'm bad. And it's like the people that you're scamming are mutual friends of ours. Um, on top of the fact that like, when I really had to cut bro off is when he lied and told somebody that his dad died and his dad didn't die. Oh, wow. Like his dad is alive and well, you know, knock on wood, great guy. And I was like, bro, are you serious? Like, what won't this guy do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to like get a couple hundred or thousand dollars out of somebody. And I'm just like, yeah, I gotta separate myself. So we ended up separating um, from OTR with, with him as well. And um, so now it's just me, Soul, and I've kind of taken more of like an overseer role at, at OTR where it's like, I just kind of um, delegate a lot, you know, marketing, publicity, everything, you know, 
Um, and, you know, we just go like that, and, and it's been going a lot better, you yeah. know. Um, we didn't realize, like, you know, sometimes it's addition by subtraction, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, I hope the best for him, you know, and all that. I heard he paid the people back, which is good, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we had to separate, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, and yeah, it's just, you know, shit happens like that, labels, friendships, companies, like, you, you grow apart type shit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It happens, unfortunately. It happens, yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to ask you about interviewing Sexy Red. What was that experience like? Because she's such a live person now. Man, shout out to Sexy Red. So it, it's funny, like, and I, I'm, I'm so grateful about the, um, to, to do that interview. And it's all about timing, right? Because um, shout out to Audible Treats. They had hit me up, and they were like, hey, we have Sexy Red coming to LA. And I was like, oh, shit, like, at the time, like, Pound Town is, like, bubbling, <laughs> and I'm just like, that shit is funny, but it, it's kind of, like, it's kind of comical, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, but then I start to, like, do a little more research, and I'm like, yo, she's, like, rapping, like, Gucci Mane, like, mm -hmm. old Gucci, I'm like, and, like, she has that song, like, um, like female Gucci Mane, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, this shit is hard, like, I, I loved her, her cadence, delivery, and everything, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it, you know, so, so I was like, yeah, let's do it when she comes to L.A., so I think I interviewed her in May, like early May. And interview goes great. She's super cool, super humble, super nice. And um, she was talking to me about like her son and stuff like that. And just so happened that I had my son with me that day. And I was like, oh yeah, I have my son, like you should meet him. And so I, we wrapped the interview and everything. And then um, I was just like, hey, can you take a picture of my son? And it's like, she was so happy. My son was so nervous too, like, for real. Yeah, to, to meet her and stuff. And, um, <laughs> and then so I was like, yeah, like, you know, she's famous, like, you know, take a picture with her, whatever. And then uh, I think like two weeks later, it, it, what is it, the BT Awards? Like, mm -hmm. she, she ends up on the BT Awards and just blows up. Like, it was just like huge after that, right? And then, and then, it was like day after day, she's with Drake, Travis Scott, like just the whole industry like swallows her up and, and props her up and um, embraces her. And then I'm showing Lil Vic like, oh look, this is the, the girl you took a picture with. She's with Drake, she's with Travis Scott. He's like, oh, what? Like he was, he was so excited. But um, yeah, shout out to her, her and her team, super nice, super humble um, and professionals. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it was, it was cool. It's, it's really dope to have um, to have the interview on my resume, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and especially like on my, on my own platform. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I've slowed down doing so many interviews on my shit because of, you know, building the brown bag and, and OTR. But like every once in a while, like I'll pop out and I was fortunate to like get the, the sexy red interview, right place, right time. Yeah, nah, and the interview Shout was dope too. Bro. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. It was fun, it yeah. was just, it was fun, yeah. All right, Vic, what's next, man? No, it's a lot. <laughs> I know, yeah. What's next, man? I'm, I want to work on an album. So okay. uh, back in 2019, I, probably, I left this part of the story. But um, back in, in 2019, I, I signed with Empire, and I did an album, right? A, a, like executive produced type mm -hmm. album where I started from scratch, had no records, no nothing. Um, Empire gave me a, a marketing budget. Shout out to Gentry and, and, and Nima and Ghazi. And they're like, we told them, all right, we're gonna get, you know, O3 Greedo on this, we're gonna get Shoreline on this, we're gonna get all these people on it. We had no idea how we're gonna do it, but we're like, <laughs> fuck it, we're gonna make it happen, right? So we ended up um, making it happen. We, uh, we dropped an album under the name Rose Grown, which was me and Callie at the time. 
which was like the label that we had founded and we we put it out it had Greedo on it it had Shoreline it had Rucci it had um Kaylin uh it was AD it was a problem like we 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 actually we did our thing on there and it was it was a lot of fun I, I still listen to it and I'm just like proud of it I'm like yeah, it's, it's like aged well you know what I'm saying it's been like four years um but now you know with my separation you know from Cali I'm just like man I want to do it again you know but this time differently and and just like a Rose Prans Vic album yeah. you know to where executive produce it start from scratch no beats no nothing just a concept and stuff like that so I'm gonna start working on that in December okay December 1st you know industry kind of like goes on hibernation mode around that time mm -hmm. and I'm like okay this is an opportunity to like things slow down I can focus my energy elsewhere and and make that happen and and so that yeah that's that's what uh, I'm gonna start working on Hopefully, like a month or two, I can get it done, and then you know, start rolling it out and stuff. Nah, that'd be really dope right there. Hell yeah! yeah. All right, Vicky, you want to give any shout-outs before you wrap it up here, bro? Yeah, man. Shout out OTR. Shout out Brown Bag. Shout out DGB. Shout out all the real bloggers. Came from the trenches. You know what I'm saying? From <laughs> a lot uh, of them ain't from kicking today though, bro. From page views to yep. like you know penthouse views and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see you got the Gucci's on, the Balenciagas. Like man, I love, I love it. I love the the rise of, of, uh, of media platforms, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. when, I, when I see like somebody like Gabe P, shout out Gabe P on shout the radar, Gabe, yeah. met him 2019 at um, Rolling Loud, and it's like to see his progression and see Drake Central C come on his platform, and you just see everybody's like swag chain, just like, <laughs> all right, like we started like, you know, hustling to try to get a Coily Ray interview backstage, and then now all of a sudden it's like, people are like running up to them trying to get an interview, and stuff like that man I just I just love to see like my peer group everybody doing their thing in media um, shout out to y'all man yeah I can see you scared of love but oh I know you say you wanna get sexual with my eyes on baby we can make a movie that's gonna fire on you see I'm shining these